the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. The Bible cautions us to be righteously angry, not let the sun go down without resolving our anger and not give Satan an opening to inflame us. As the topic of today's message clearly reveals, unresolved anger destroys families, which is the foundation for human existence created by God. In today's society, we don't have to look far to see the devastation unresolved anger leaves in its wake. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts much-needed words of wisdom on dealing righteously with anger. Focus on the person's strength, the strength of the person who frustrates you to no end instead of his or her deficiencies or what you just don't like about them. Words of encouragement have a way of calming. Words of encouragement has a way of soothing. Words of encouragement have a way of calming a troubled heart. I love these scriptures. Proverbs 17, 22 says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. A merry heart does good like medicine. Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 17, it says, words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shout of a ruler of fools. You got to read, I got to read that one again. Words of the wise. When you're wise, you will, you will speak quietly, not loudly. Some of you women are too loud. Your mothers are too loud. Listen, calm your words down and let your family respect your words in a soft tone. And, and, and don't always have to get loud for yourself to be heard. Quieten down. Men, you need to soften down in your interaction, in your communication. Stop screaming. Lower your voice. Start speaking at half the level you normally speak at. You know, quieten down, tone down, and then say what needs to be said in a right spirit and a right attitude. There may be times when there is no one to minister to you in your state of anger. I mean, sometimes you're in a house, a home that's dysfunctional. You know, you don't have anybody to speak a word of hope to you. Or you will be angry at others and, and uh, or you will be angry and others will not even be aware of it. You know, people are mad at you and you don't even know they're mad at you. These are the times when you need to sit in God's presence and allow God to encourage you from the scripture. There's nobody around to encourage you. 
No one around you to give you a good, timely spiritual word. Sit yourself in a seat. Cut everything off. Get still before God. Get the word of God, the book of life, and begin to read. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Be still and know that he is God. The Lord will not leave me. Neither will he forsake me. First Samuel 36 says, I love this. And David was greatly distressed. Look, he was distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But I love this part. But David encouraged himself (laughs) in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself. So if there's not someone around you, a husband, wife, uh, everybody is dysfunctional, out of order. let, Let the Lord... The, the word of God, the Lord himself, encourage you, strengthen you, build you up, and edify you. Number seven, anger, strife, quarrel, and contention can be avoided if we would only learn to seek God's wisdom and hear his voice and implement James 1.19. I, I repeat. Anger, strife, quarrel, and contention can be avoided if we would only learn to seek God's wisdom and hear his voice and implement James 1.19, which says, So then, my beloved brethren, this is the church. These are Christians. Let every man, every one of you, men and women alike, be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, to become angry. Are there words you wish you could have gotten back? Have you said something and to this day you regret it? And all you had to do was to do what? Be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Don't let your tongue go beyond your thinking. Process what you're about to say before you begin to speak. Don't just go off without thinking. Ask ask the Lord, Lord, do you really want me to say this? Is it needful? Is it edifying? Is it hurtful? Will it build up or will it tear down? And if it's going to tear down, if it's going to disturb and give folks setbacks, why do you want to say it? Be quiet. Trust God and pray. That's a good antidote. Be quiet. Trust God. And pray. God can do far more than you can do. And you make a bigger mess trying to do something that God doesn't want you to do. Now, look, let's look at verses 6b through 7. Verses 6b through 7 in the text of Genesis chapter 4. And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Verses 6b through 7 is God's probing question and warning. God's probing question and warning. When Cain's offering was not accepted by God, his facial expression was that of anger and dejection. God asked 
Cain a series of probing questions, which were followed by God's instructions and warning. Look at the series of questions that God asked Cain. Cain, why are you angry? First question. And why has your countenance fallen? Second question. If you do well, Cain, will you not be accepted? Third question. In other words, Cain had a critical life decision to make. With the help of God, he could conquer the sin of anger in himself or he could allow his anger to destroy him. Notice also that the word sin in verse 7 appears here for the first time and has the same meaning as the New Testament word, which is to miss the mark. Sin means to miss the mark. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know what sin is? Sin is lawlessness. It's breaking the law of God and rebellion against God. For first John three, four says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. And we're in a lawless society. Shoot a baby between the eyes. Kill an innocent person that's jogging, taking care of his own business. Kill a World War II vet and steal his cell phone. This is a lawless, out of control society. Two children abducted out of Houston from children who are messing around on the internet. And the parents are distraught and don't know where they are. Lawless society. Listen. Every time you see one evil, here comes a brand new evil. First John 3, 4 says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. Beloved, obeying God's instructions liberates and cultivates intimacy with the father. Whereas rebellion against God's instructions results in, in being possessed controlled and enslaved by sin, which separates us from God as in the case of Cain. For his facial expressions reveal the attitude of his heart. We can tell when something's not right about you. All we got to do is just look at your ugly face. And some, some Christians can make the most ugliest face. I mean, all wrinkled up. Listen, we're already going to get wrinkled. You don't have to help God by putting more wrinkles on you before you begin to wrinkle. You see, calm down, unwrinkle your face, start smiling and let the joy of the Lord exude from you. Verse seven, look what, look what God tells Cain. If you do well, look at that. That's big. Or we can say that render if you do well, put your name there, whatever your name is. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It's desirous for you, Cain, but you must rule over it. You see, the Lord said to Cain, if you do well. Oh, that's what I want, my friend. I want to do well before the Father. Is that your heart's desire? To do well? To finish well? The scripture says, the Lord said to Cain, if you do well, your offering will be accepted, which would indicate a relationship with God. It's just like God to lovingly reach out to Cain and give Cain another opportunity 
to offer another sacrifice in a way that would be pleasing and acceptable to the Lord, which would give evidence of Cain's relationship with his God. God's word tells us that Abel was a righteous man who was blessed by God and presented a more excellent sacrificial offering out of those blessings. His brother Cain became very angry when his offering was rejected by God. Cain's anger festered, ultimately leading him to kill his own brother. When anger remains unresolved, satanic strongholds often take over, leading to unthinkable acts. When we trust God with all our hearts and acknowledge Him in all our ways, He will lead us to a Christ-centered outcome. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Let me say something to you. Prolonged anger hinders us from having our fellowship with Christ restored and also causes others not to see Christ in us. In other words, you can know Christ, but your fellowship in Christ is broken because of a spirit of anger. And then what that does, it it blocks Christ from being seen in your life. Because when people look at your anger and your sour face and, and the mean disposition and the attitude, then the love of Christ cannot be revealed in you unless you are willing to let go of prolonged anger for heaven's sake. Let it go. You will not be able to loosen up. You can't relax and you won't even be able to laugh again. And the truth be told, some of you have not laughed in a very long time. I mean, somebody start laughing. You get huffy. What's so funny? Ain't nothing funny. You funny. Listen. Ask God if you haven't laughed for a long time to put the joy back in your soul to the extent that you can laugh again. You know, I think a prayer many of us ought to pray is Lord, tickle me. Tickle me. That's a strange request. Lord, make Lord move me to laugh again. You know, g- laughter is good for the soul. You know what? Laugh, laughter. When you get a good belly laugh, I mean, I pray on y'all that God would make you laugh, that you lose your sanity a little bit, and that you let go of yourself, and you don't forget how cute you think you are and how handsome you think you are. I mean, you get so. La- Have you ever got so tickled that you bent over and you couldn't control yourself, and you begin to cry, and all of a sudden you on the floor, and all of a sudden what you were laughing at, you were laughing at. People began to laugh at you because you're so funny. What, what, what was? What tickle you wasn't tickling them. They just laughing at you now. <laughs> oh, it is my heart's prayer is that Maranatha would be filled with laughter. Filled with laughter. I mean, laugh so much until I'm glad, God, that I can laugh again. I'm glad, God, that I can laugh before you in a world of misery and strife. Lord, I'm going to cut the TV off. I'm not going to rehearse all the bad news. Lord, I want to laugh again. Oh, God, tickle me. Tickle me. Listen to this. It gets deeper, you all. Husbands, say what you want. That's now that's weak. Husbands. Okay. Wives. A little bit louder. Wives. Fathers. Fathers. Mothers. Shame on you. (laughs) 
shame on you if your family is in bondage because they're afraid of you. They really prefer you not come home because you disturb the peace. They're afraid of you. That wife is afraid of her husband. And there's some husband are really afraid of the wife. Scared to sleep in the same bed with her. Ice pick under the pillow. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible thing when you're scared to sleep. I can sleep soundly and I can slob all down, pillow all wet because I know my wife is a loving, kind wife. It's good to know when you got the right wife in the house. Won't you say amen, husbands? (laughs) If your family is afraid of you, your family's in bondage because of fear. They are oppressed. Some families are in depression because because of mama, daddy, mother, father's wrath, fury. Rage, And there are some parents that are afraid of their children. We're in that age now, y'all. Y'all listen to me. There are some parents who have, who have to sleep and lock their own door for fear of what their child might do to them. That's the kind of society. Because truth be told, children now have more rights than the parents. School is starting tomorrow. Students have more rights than the teachers. There was a time when you can put the board of education on the student. You just look like you're going to get a board. Now you've lost your job five times over. And forget being hired anywhere else. There was a time they would line you all up if they didn't know who the culprit was. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But we're in a different day now because we're in a lawsuit happy society. Mom and dad comes home and the whole house is afraid. Because of physical aggression, God ultimately holds us responsible for creating an environment that is conducive for relaxation in a world filled with tension and stress. God wants edification in a world full of tearing down, in a world full of mockery and sarcasm. God wants edification and building up in that home with your words. It is God's desire that you have encouragement in a world filled with criticism. The world, the world is so critical, but when they come, when, when your children come home, your spouse come home, there ought to be some peace there. God desires love in a world filled with hate. You ought to come home and find a haven of love in a hateful world. Respectful dialogue in a world filled with rude chatter, disrespect, and put down statements, but the husband or the wife or the child come home, and there it is. The husband and wife, mom and daddy, are at each other's throat, or with your live-in partner, or your significant other. Family is so dysfunctional, and, you, and, and your children are saying, this is a normal family? No, it's not. And if your family is dysfunctional, you are training your children to do the same thing and to hand down that same pattern of sin. You ought not let anybody lay in your face that you're not married to. You ought to have more worth than that. More dignity than that. More value than that. You are a role model. All these one night stands. And some of your husbands and wives are sleeping and peeking. And some of y'all 
are having sex on the internet. And God is saying, repent. Repent. Come back to Jesus. Put down statements. And even our homes need laughter in a world filled with pessimism, gloom, and doom. Oh, how we need homes that can laugh again. Let me do a few more. Just a couple of more. We'll be done. Just a couple of minutes. In verse 7, sin, look at verse 7. Sin is also portrayed with animal imagery. The scripture says sin is crouching at the door, the ESV translation. As a lion gets into a crouching position ready to pounce on its prey. Sin was ready to pounce upon Cain and literally destroy him if he failed to do the right thing before God. Let me say something about verse 7. If you refuse to listen and obey the voice of God, you are ripe to be exploited and used by Satan as in the case of Cain. God warned Cain, Cain, if you don't do what is right, sin is ready, it's crouching, it's ready to pounce on you as a lion pounces on his prey to rip you to pieces, Cain. Do the right thing. Did he? No. Secondly, if you refuse to allow yourself to be mastered by God, you will not be enslaved by the devil. That's a big thought. If you refuse to allow yourself to be mastered by God, I don't want God then you will be enslaved by the devil. You want to be mastered by God because because somebody's going to be in charge of your life, either God or Satan. So you ought to want God to master you. If not, then Satan will enslave you. Thirdly, refuse to be like Cain and squander your opportunity to make things right before God. That's big. Refuse to be like Cain And squander your opportunity to make things right before God. The scripture says in verse 7a, if you do well, underline that. If you do well, underline that. You, listen, if you do well, will you not be accepted? See, God is, God is giving Cain a way out. He's, God is giving Cain a way out. That's grace. That's mercy. And oh, there's something in there for us. When God gives you another opportunity to redeem yourself, you better take it. You better take it. Make the most of your opportunity to please God. If you fail to do so, it is to your own peril. Finally, but not the least, and we'll stop right here. You will not have victory over sin If you have not surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you can't live in rebellion and have victory over sin. You can't go to wherever sinful that you may want to go and expect to have victory over sin. You, you, You can't just surf anything on the Internet and expect to have victory over sin. You can't send out certain emails and expect to have victory over sin, certain text messages. Apart from Christ, we can do absolutely nothing. God needs to be Lord over your tongue, Lord over your life, Lord over your eyes, Lord over your hands, Lord over your feet, Lord over your whole body. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. It's not a piece of God and a piece of you. It's all of God. If he's going to be Lord, my friends, however 
if Christ is our master, then sin, what kinds of sin? Let me just name some sin. Sin of anger, hate, pride. When Christ is your master, the sin of jealousy, idolatry, entertainment, greed, pornography, sexual immorality, the sin of stealing, lying, deception, gossip, negative thoughts, grumbling, complaining, addictions will not rule over us when God is our master. But as I close, here's the profound question I pose to you. Who is your master? Who is your master? Is it God or is it Satan? Be it known today, you have a master. And I hope and pray that it is God, the Lord Jesus Christ, all by himself. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. Father, I could have said more, but you just let me to stop right here. Little did I know when I started this series, I would be in it for this length of time. But God, you know, because we live in a very angry society. People are mad, highly disturbed, distraught, stomach all in knots, can't sleep at night, high blood pressure, ulcers, the medicine can't even help. Because of anger. Lord, calm us down. Settle us down. Lord, help us to repent. It's so much we can get angry at because we are focusing on the wrong things. Meditating on the wrong things when you are there to deliver us from the evil and sin of prolonged anger, bitterness, guilt, unforgiveness, jealousy, a judgmental spirit, a spirit of self-righteousness, an exalted view of oneself because of the spirit of Anger that has been in many of the saints far too long. And Father, we know that there are many under my voice that are going to heaven, but they have a bumpy ride to heaven. A bumpy ride. The road to heaven is so bumpy because unresolved anger. Father, will you heal today? In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Anger left on its own to brood and fester leads to all kinds of ungodly thoughts and behaviors. To name a few, turning away from God, hate, resentment, discontentment, lying, cheating, and different forms of violence, including murder. What, my brothers and sisters, is the answer? Total surrender to Almighty God who supplies and fulfills all our needs. 
If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 